Okay, everybody. All right, welcome on this 11th of October. Okay, hope everybody's doing well. Okay, you can say hi to me before I uh, mute you all. How's everybody doing today? You're doing awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's the silent group today. All right, good. All right, all right, hold on one second here. Let's see. All right, uh, Rob, if you could just hit star six, and then I'll introduce you just so I can know we can hear you. Hit star six on your phone. I think I'm here now, Rick. Here you are. Okay, yep. You okay? You sound good, too? Uh, let's, let's, yeah. uh, let's get right into it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate today to have with us today author of an incredible book, which we're going to get into a little today, called Courage in the Fire. Also, our brand new manager for the Gilbert office, all right, Mr. Rob Terrell. Rob, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. How are you doing much. today, my man? Nice to be here. I'm doing really well, doing really well. Thanks, Rick. All right, good. Well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, like how long you've been in real estate, and all that good stuff, please. Okay, terrific. Yeah, I, I actually started real estate right after the accident, um, the airplane crash, uh, just because I knew I wasn't going to be able to to keep doing the business I was doing, at least at the pace I was doing it. And so I had done mm -hmm. some real estate investing and I thought, well, that's, that's where I want to be. So in 2001, I got my license and uh, I started actually working for a preceding company to the Berkshire uh, Hathaway, Arizona organization. It was called New Home Information Center and uh, worked there several years, then left that, started my own real estate company partnered with a developer. We built several subdivisions. We built down in the southern part of Arizona, uh, built a, a residential subdivision there and here in Mesa. And uh, that took us into when real estate took a dive and, and uh, we went through all those challenges. And then shortly after that, I, my brother-in-law owned a medical professional um, veterinary uh, specialty group. And he asked me, hey, while you're you know, slower in real estate, would you put my marketing program together? And so we built a marketing program that marketed clinics across uh, 21 different states, or 21 different clinics in 10 different states. And uh, we were able to quadruple the size of that organization over nine years. And then from there, I said, I'm going to go find the best real estate company I, I, in the state. And my research led me to Berkshire Hathaway. And I hung my license and went full time. Nice about two and a half years ago, and um, and that brings me to here, brings me to today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for that uh, brief history. I really appreciate that, and that's uh, pretty incredible. Um, you know, the thing is, is that, and I remember when you came, because you started coming to my training right away, which was nice, you know, seeing you there right. and, uh, you know, getting involved and um, listening to your story and so forth. So you mentioned um, the plane crash and so forth. So one of the reasons I wanted you, first off, you're the new manager, and I definitely wanted to interview you, Rob, but also I wanted them to hear. And we all have our own challenges and so forth, as we were talking about, I think it was on Friday. But give them a little idea of what you've been through in the last few years or back when it happened and so forth, just to give them an idea of, of uh, what's possible when you're going through challenges in life. Because I know I've been through mine, but this is a little different. So tell them a little about it, if you could, please. Okay, terrific. I was actually up in the northeastern part of the state where my parents lived, and my dad was a pilot, had an airplane. And uh, we, I had to get to kind of a, a, a unique place, a, a little town called Marinci. It's a mining town on the eastern border of Arizona. And, 
I just um, I, I was going to drive there, and it was going to be four hours because there's no easy, easy way to get there. My dad said, no worries, we'll just fly. And I said, great. So we took off from Sholo uh, that November night. Uh, it was a dark night, no moon, and we went over the mountain to Marinci. It's only about a 30-minute flight, and we couldn't get the lights on at the airport in Marinci. I had probably 50, 60 people waiting for me at a meeting location where I was going to be presenting uh, some business ideas and concepts, and um, we couldn't get the lights on. We circled the airport six times. Dad said, I got it. And uh, so I had very uh, total confidence in my dad, and so we went, we went into land. We were 130 feet lower than what our altimeter read, and we literally just got too low. We were landing into a ravine. When uh, when Dad figured it out, he put the power in the airplane. It's a Baron, a, a twin, small twin, very responsive. So we, we took back off. Uh, we were doing fine, except as we went out over the ridge of the ravine, we caught a power pull in from the tip of the, the left wing, about six feet. Probably hit it at 130 miles an hour. So it tore the wing off that, the airplane. Um, we literally frisbeed out into the desert. Uh, in a ball of fire, and uh, once we stopped, we, fortunately we stopped upright. I was on the right side of the airplane, and if you are familiar with that airplane, you get out on the right side. So I literally, I opened the door. I don't really remember much of it, but I just know based on my burns and what happened that I got out first. I grabbed my dad and pulled him out of the airplane, and we walked off the wing through the fire together. Um, I was burned over 40%, third and fourth degree. My dad was burned about 20%. And um, and so we walked off the airplane. And, of course, immediately I decided I needed to go for help. And so I turned myself in the direction of what I thought the airport was and started walking. And um, so, yeah, that's that kind of gives you that history. And then, obviously, you, wow. got, the long, you got the long recovery uh, coming up after that. And I was in a coma for four weeks at the Arizona Burn Center. It was a drug-induced coma. Um, mm. Dad, my dad passed away about three hours, four hours after the accident at his age. Um, with those kinds of burns and injuries, the survival rate dropped dramatically. And so we lost him uh, in flight, actually, uh, to Tucson Medical Center, which was the closest trauma one center. And... Um, Wow. So, yeah, I was in the burn center uh, for four weeks I uh, in a coma. I was in the burn center another about a month after that. And then since that time, I've had 30 surgeries. Um, to I burned my ear, my right ear completely off. Uh, most of the hair on the right side of my head was gone, burned off, and uh, burned my hands really badly and my back, my legs. And um, so I just... You know, we, I started into the recovery process. Right. Yeah, I mean, the first and the first step is that is accepting where you are and accepting the, uh, you know, the uh, long haul you're going to have to go through. And it's uh, you know easy for me to say that, but I'm sure back there, Rob, that was a tough pill to swallow, wasn't it? Well, it was. And when I came out of the coma, Rick, I remember, you know, they sent my my father-in-law got the duty because they were told. Uh, it was very strict who came in my room. It was very strict on what they were allowed to do. All of them had to scrub like they were walking into surgery because the vulnerability of a burn victim. Uh, 
their mm. immune system has been co totally compromised. Their skin's their first line of defense, and I was missing 40% of it. As they started doing surgeries, you know, they would take skin from other places. So, you know, there, it's easy to say I was 60 to 70% compromised with my skin and that barrier. So they told him, no one tells Rob that his dad's passed, you know. And um, my father-in-law got the duty once I was out of the coma. He came in and he asked me, hey, do you know what's going on? And I said, yeah. He said, do you know where you're at? And I said, yeah, I think I do. I'm at the burn center. Uh, and he said, yeah. And he said, do you, do you know what happened? Yeah. I said, do you know what happened to your dad? And I said, yeah, my dad went home to be with the Lord. And uh, Wow. So you already sorry. knew at that point because of everything that had happened. You know, I think um, just my faith, I think the Lord dealt with me um, with mm. through that. And so I do believe that, um, you know, I was completely aware of it. And be honest with you, with where I was at, you know, and knowing my dad's age, and I just, it was, I was relieved mm. uh, that he had, that he had passed just because of what I knew the recovery and the process was going to be. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's, yes, yeah, interesting. Uh, that's uh, totally crazy, my man. But look at, and, and, and the thing of it, it is, is that all the, um, all the, uh, you know, accomplishments that you've mentioned are all things you've done since the accident, correct? Or most of them anyway. Yeah, most, yeah, that is correct. Most of them are since the accident. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it makes it sound, you know, like, um, and I don't know, you know, uh, I'm sure you went through all kinds of phases, but I'm sure there was a point where you said, you just turned it, because I'm, look, you look great. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, man. You look great. You're in great shape. You're a very positive, inspirational person. Your book's incredible. You know, what a great story. And unfortunately, you had to go through it, but I'm sure you feel like you've come out of it stronger, tougher, what a whole different attitude, right? You know what? I, I, I do. And I think that the thing that you need to understand, and we, you and I talked about this Friday, mm -hmm. is that so many times, you know, people look at their circumstances and it's really easy. Our society teaches us to be a victim. And, um, mm. and so it's, that's the first thing. It's really easy. And I could have easily said, you know, and, and I even yeah. do it to this day. I laugh sometimes at myself, Rick, because I go into the spa, you know, and I'm working out and I'm sweating and I'm lifting, you know, and then I look over and there's a, a girl about 130 pounds and she's lifting more weight than me, you know, and I look at that, <laughs> yeah. and you, you know how that, you know how that is, right? And you look at that yeah, and yeah, you know, the first thought in my head is, the first thought in my head is, yeah, well, she was never burned. So, right. you know, she can lift more than me. She was never burned. And what is that? That you, that's the first thing we go to is the victim mentality. Yeah, and and so I try to catch myself now, and I look at that, and I and I even speak out and say, hey, way to go, good job, you know, I need to celebrate yeah. her success rather than get hung up in where I don't feel like I measure up, and I think that's yeah, that's the first thing we need to learn in success or anything we're going to do is we we cannot buy into the victim mentality. You can't be a champion and a victim at the same time. You just can't. So you got to forfeit mentality. Yeah, and, and you got to cash it in. You got you got to say to yourself, look, uh, because you're right, especially if you're watching the news and most of them, and you know, um, it's it's just you got to look at where you are. The past is the past, and you got to look at where you are and say, okay, uh, I firmly believe we live in the best country in the world by far, 
and you have tremendous opportunities. And yes, it's not perfect, and there's things going on, and there's things that need to be better. But ultimately, you know, anybody in this country can get what they want out of it if they just cash in. Okay, uh, and, and I love what you just said too. Cash in the victim mentality. Okay, to become a champion, and and a, and a champion is by definition. It doesn't have to be you know Muhammad Ali or uh, you know. Uh, Tom Brady, it could be just somebody, you know, making $150,000 a year in real estate. That's a pretty good, pretty damn thing, pretty good damn thing that you could do. And, okay, it's totally available to everybody that's listening and everybody that has a real estate license. And, you know, yesterday I, I had the same type of thing. I, you know, I, uh, I was at, where was I? I was at the gym in the morning, okay? And I, no, no, I'm sorry. I was at the golf course and I was cashing in and this poor person playing golf and I'm thinking I'm thinking poor person but probably to them it was incredible they were extremely handicapped but as I walked by this person I saw I, I, I let's put it this way I, I didn't say hi to anybody with the same energy and enthusiasm as this person and I say poor because I say it looked like obviously something was was handicapped some kind of handicap with this person I don't know exactly what it was but to him he was having a great day and enjoying himself incredibly so you know I guess it all, it depends on where you come from, who you are, and where you're going, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? You We can always, we there's a couple things we can choose. We can either choose to be that victim and get bitter in life, or we can choose to get better. And that's just, that's just yeah. a step-by-step process. We get better, and you're better today than you were yesterday. And because of that, you're going to succeed. And you know, you don't have to be the, the top number one producer. You don't have to, but success is really what your goals are. What are your dreams? What are the things that you want to achieve? And sometimes those are tempered a little yeah. bit by life. That's just a fact. But um, it yeah, doesn't it's, matter. You can still do better. Life gets in the way. You're right. And, and <laughs> you know, the old saying is, you know, you set a plan and then do you realize there is a God, but, you know, uh, but it's, it's yeah. true. You know, sometimes you, you, you head in one direction and you're, you, you're, you have to veer off in a different direction and you just keep moving forward. But I, I would say ultimately, and I agree with you, you know, the only competition is the person in the mirror and are you getting better every single day? And I'm going to tell you something, and I know you know this, whether you make progress one day or not is irrelevant. Whether you make effort every day is something everybody can do. And even when you make effort and you don't make advancement, you still feel incredibly good about your day because you put in what you could that day, right? Uh, that's right. That's exactly right. It's every day is a little bit of effort. And, you know, there are so many, there's so many just simple things that we, that we can subscribe to every day. You know, like, like I think about, you know, think about my circumstance I'm in the I'm in the burn center. I'm not sure whether or not my hands are ever going to work again. And and I just remember laying there one day thinking, you know, we got to learn how to laugh again, because there wasn't a lot of laughter going on in my family and around all this. We just they just buried my dad. I was you know still whether or not there was still question whether or not I was going to be functional, and. And so one day I'm just laying, of course, I couldn't sleep in the burn center because all the different things that were going on, I just usually laid in bed awake. But I just thought, you know, we got to learn to laugh again. I remember my wife would come in every day to see me, and I thought, I thought, you know, what, what can I do to laugh? What can I do to get her to laugh? What can I do to laugh myself? And so I thought mm-hmm. about that. She walked, she walked through the door into the burn center, and this is probably six weeks after the accident, 
And I said, honey, I said, this is a great deal. She said, what are you talking about? What's a great deal? And I said, this, this whole deal we're in, we're, it's a great deal. She said, well, why is it a great deal? I said, well, just think about it. I said, we'll just tell the plastic surgeon what you always wanted in a husband, and you can get whatever you wanted. You know? There you go. And I remember we laughed a little bit, you know. And right. I think that success and I think that courage is built when you learn how to laugh. And I would tell everyone, start with yourself. Learn how to laugh at yourself and our own crazy, silly antics. You know, just learn to laugh. There's great healing in laughter, but there's also great um, success and courage in laughter and learning how to laugh at ourselves. I love it. It's so true because that sense of humor is absolutely critical in today's world. You've got to be able to laugh. You know, you, you take yourself, you take, you take your job seriously, you take your family seriously, but you don't take yourself so seriously because – we all, you know, I firmly believe, okay, and, and I don't know about you. See, I went through a struggle in my life, you know, um, you know, alcohol and quitting, and it's been, you know, 13 and a half years for me, and nothing compared to what you've been through. But it gives me a different perspective, meaning that I've, I've been some places that I didn't want to be and been through some things medically that I didn't want to go through that I had to in order to smarten up and start, get, you know, getting more healthy. A lot of people may not realize that, but if you read my book, it's in there, and and um, I talk about that because it's important for me to remember that because it gives me a whole different perspective. When I'm on a plane, I'll give you an example. I'm on a plane, okay, and we're flying from Los Angeles to, to New York, and we haven't even taken off yet, and the plane's 10 minutes late from taking off, and the person next to me is already complaining that they're going to be late. I'm like, you're flying in an airplane five and a half hours across the country, you, you know, you, you – uh, if you take a nap, you wake up in three different time zones later through a steel tube with wings, right? And five and a half layers, you're 2,500 miles away and you're complaining about that. It's just, to me, what we look at when you look at the big perspective and everything that you have going on, you know, it's incredible what some people focus on. And I think when you've been through something like you've been through and, and so forth, I think you just look at life a little differently and you can appreciate the small things and you understand, you know, what's important in life, right? Right. No, that's exactly right. You know, sometimes, uh, to me, every day is a blessing. And so it's like I, I look at stuff now and I think, okay, there's a little bit of adversity, there's challenge. I know in that there's great courage. I know that. Right. And, and the other thing I recommend for everybody, and, and, of course, we teach it, you teach it, you're probably one of the best at it, Rick, and that is that you need to have a mentor in your life, somebody that right. holds you accountable. And, and not just for, you know, your business uh, goals and, and, and your daily activities, but also for life, you know. And I'm right. encouraging people all the time, find a mentor, someone that, someone that knows you well enough that they'll hold you accountable and uh, and buy into that. And I think there's great courage in that because the minute you make yourself vulnerable, the minute you say, okay, here's here's who I am, you know, we're all human beings. We're all just living here the best we can. And and when you minute you make yourself vulnerable and you lay it all out there, and someone else can guide you and direct you, but also can encourage you and to believe in you, mm. you know, that's the key. That's the key is having that. And that's what I love about our company, about our model, is that there's always that person there that is a little further ahead that will guide you, that will direct you, will give you some encouragement. To me, that's the most 
valuable thing you yeah. have in life is the people around you who encouraging you, they want your success, and will will invest in you. And that's that's amazing when you think about it. Absolutely, 100% agree. Okay, so let's give them some things to think about here. They can be real estate associated, or they can just be positive mental attitude, or even your faith. And so I'm somebody that really wants to look at start looking at life differently and maximize my existence. Okay, <laughs> I always say maximize my existence because that could mean, you know, what it could mean a num- number of things to a to number of people. It could be my business. It could be my health. It could be my my spirituality. It could be my you know, my mindset, it could be a lot of those things. So, Rob, what would be the three most important things you'd tell them to focus on if they really wanted to check up from the neck up, as Zig Ziglar would say? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I mean, to me, I'm a faith guy. I think that's a critical yep. element uh, to understand. Yeah. So, to me, that's one of the things. Where's your faith? That's the first question I'd ask you. Where's your faith? You know, what are you doing mm-hmm. in that area? You know, what are you buying into? The next thing I would t- say is your attitude. You know, what, what is your attitude? Do you have the attitude of gratitude? You know, it's, it's one thing to be thankful. You know, we, we, someone does something for us or they help us in a way and we say, hey, thanks. You know, thanks right. is, grati- gratitude is different than thanks. Okay. Gratitude mm-hmm. is an in-depth, thankful spirit. Thankful for having just, just the things that we have, the blessings that we have. So I think learning how to be grateful and having that grateful attitude I think is really, really important. And the next thing is to understand, I think most important is to understand why we do what we do. Because, you know, I, I know you teach prospecting. And, and honestly, I've gone through it myself when I was in your classes and that. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is killing me, you know. But we teach prospecting. But the key to that is it's like, why are we doing it? What, what, what we're right. really, real estate is about relationships. And so what are we doing when we're prospecting? We're looking for people who need a friend in real estate. We're looking for people right. who need some guidance, someone who will care enough about them that will invest in them to help them through a real estate need. That's what we're looking for. And so when you're prospecting, you're not looking for the next deal or the next commission. You're looking for the next friend that you can build a relationship with, that you can become friends with, that, oh, by the way, they need some real estate help. And Mm -hmm. so why are we doing what we do? And as long as we keep that in the proper perspective, then our pipelines will be full, our relationships will be rich, and we'll just keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep on keeping on. Life will be fun if we keep that proper right. perspective. I agree 100%. I, I love it. Faith, gratitude, and understand your why and why you're doing it. It's, it's so true. And, you know, just to um, – I agree 100%. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little secret here. One of my affirmations to remind – because when I find myself getting less patient, a little irritable – I know, hard to believe, but it happens <laughs> – I have lost <laughs> – that's when I get into this affirmation. I am gratitude. I don't know if that's a little egotistical, but I say I am gratitude because I have to remind myself, like, and this is what I do. I go through the fact that I live in the best country in the world. When I'm driving down the street, think, look at these incredible roads that we have. Look at this life that we have. Look at, and I just start going through every little, my kids, my, my spouse, just go through everything that you have from a gratitude standpoint um, is incredible. And I think it's, it's a very 
very good lesson for us to remind myself. It's part of my, it's part of my meditation every day too, right? So the nuts and yeah. bolts that we're talking about, yes, of course you want to prospect, talk to people, decide how much money you want to make, and you want to do all that. But you have to have some underlining um, things like gratitude. I think faith's good. You can call it spirituality. Either one works for me. Um, and understand your why, and I would say revisit it often, right? I agree. I agree. Absolutely. If you don't know the why, why you're doing what you're doing, it, it gets mundane and it gets troublesome really, really quick. And uh, we have, there's yeah. a book out there called Know Your Why or The Reason Why, and it's a great, great book to read. And uh, talking about relationships, you know, one of the things I learned early on in my life, and that was that it's easy to forget the blessing when you're in the heat of the battle. And so yeah. what I would do is key relationships in my life, and they, that included, of course, my wife, all of my children, you know, special people in my life, even business mentors or business people that I worked with. And I would, as an exercise, every now and then, I would sit down and I'd write out what their strengths were. What, what do they bring to the table? Why are they so mm. special to me? And, and then I can review back to those notes and I can look back at them. And to me, it was an exercise that helped me to keep my proper mental focus as to where I was going and what I was doing. And particularly when you get in the grind, you know, we go through a grind. In real estate, we go through a grind. We always get into the grind of life. It's so important yeah. to keep perspective, keep the proper perspective yeah. and make sure. And that's what helped me do it. So I would do those things. Right. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I read The Compound mm -hmm. Effect, and I got the idea in fact, I read that book and I said, you know what? I need to read this book 12 times this year, once a month. And I, I did get through it. I didn't book? make my 12. Uh, it's a great book. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I sat down one day and I said, I'm going to write out what is so valuable and so important to me about my wife. Because, and I, and I got, had the wrong attitude about it, but I said, because this is going to be a great gift for her. And so I did. <laughs> I, I, I disciplined myself to write down the great positive, and there were days, you know, there were days when I thought, oh, I'm going to spend a while trying to figure this one out because I'm not happy with her right now. And I went through that whole <laughs> process, and I did it for about eight months, and her birthday was coming up, and I journaled it. So I wrapped it up, and I gave it to her as a gift. And what I didn't understand or what I didn't learn was that was not a gift to her. That was a gift to me. Right. And what I realized when it was all said and done was the gift was to me. That was my gift. And I, it changed my whole perspective about my wife and about how valuable she is and important. And I think that's what we need to learn to do in everything that we're doing. Even our reason why is that we continue to focus on it so that in the, in the grind – it always is the first thing back on our mind. That's the, first, that's the reason why. I tell people, if you know the reason why for somebody, you can get them to do anything. Mm. Yep. If you know your why, the how becomes, I call it palatable, meaning that you can put up with it. And, and that, you know what, honestly, that's what working out became for me. That's what prospecting came, became for me is I look at it as a complete gift. And you're right. Every time you get into the grind or you feel the squeeze, you have to be grateful for that because that's how diamonds are formed. You don't get in shape without 
tearing muscle and having a gross. So we forget that the grind is critical, okay, for us. Like um, Matthew Ferry gives this great example of, um, uh, you know, it's in his book too, um, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Everybody should read that book. Everybody should read your book too. But um, he talks about the butterfly, if you, if you, the cocoon, the cocoon. You know, if you if you slice open the cocoon and pull the butterfly out, it dies. If it doesn't squeeze through and uh, go through the struggle to become a butterfly, it dies. So it has to it drains its wings of the fluid and blah blah blah. It does all that stuff by going through that struggle, and that's what uh, we have to go through in order to. And then you appreciate things so much more. You know, this, that's why. 90, what is it, some crazy statistic that almost 90% of people that win the lottery go bankrupt within five years because that's right. they didn't earn it. They don't, they don't, they don't treat it the same. Well, unfortunately, my man, we've got to come to an end here, and, uh, but I really appreciate you taking your time out today, my man. This was incredibly awesome, way different than any other uh, podcast I did, so I have done, so this has been really, really awesome, my man. Thank you very much for taking your time out today. Absolutely. Thank you. And hey, my message is live a life of courage. You know what? I love it. You're going to do it. You're going to do it no matter what. So why not live a life of courage? You know, you're going to pay the live price. Live a life of courage. Courage in the fire is the name of the book. Yes. Yeah, definitely pick Absolutely. it up. Sorry, Rob, I cut you off there. Go ahead. Oh, no worries, Rick. No, pick up the book. I'd love for you to have it and read it and then give some feedback, but also share it. Yes. And just like me, he has it on... Um, you know, um, Amazon for basically free. I think it's like $13, $12.95. I put it on basically the lowest price they'll let you. It looks like you did too. That way everybody can own it. Guys, take a look. Own it. It's incredibly awesome. I'd recommend it for everybody. Thanks, Rob, for taking your time out. Everybody, we'll do this again in a week. Thanks, Rob. Really appreciate hey, thanks, it. Great stuff. Thank Have you. a great week. Thanks. You too.